Looking to buy or sell a home? Make sure you have the knowledge you need with a professional home inspection from National Property Inspections Fort Wayne, covering hundreds of homes' vital systems from roof to foundation. MPI also offers radon, mold, and pest inspections to give you complete peace of mind. Plus, every home inspection comes with a free six-month warranty. NPI is a veteran-owned, family-operated business that's proud to serve our local community. Call 260-705-9835 to schedule your inspection with MPI, Fort Wayne's premier home inspection service. Get $25 off your home inspection when you mention code NPI25. Hey there, my name is Tyler Morningstar, and I'm here with my co-host and mom, Carrie Morningstar. This is the Selling Fort Wayne podcast. This podcast is focused on all things real estate related in and around the Fort Wayne area. We'll also touch on some community events and some community outreach as well. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Tyler, I'm so excited about our next guest coming up. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Please, please I, tell I'm, us why. I'm going to tell you. Okay, tell us. Everyone's freaking out over the interest rates. Losing their minds. I know. What's going to happen next? I'll have to give away my firstborn. Please. Anyways, um, we have Chris Smith coming in from... Nations Lending. Yeah, Nations Lending. I always want to say something else. But anyways, he's really informative. He has some really great analogies of why the interest rates are where they are. But most importantly, he's got some cool, neat programs that you're still going to be able to get that house of your dreams. Yeah, and I always enjoy talking to Chris because I feel like he's an excellent communicator. I feel like he breaks things down very well, and it's easy for everyone to understand what he's Especially telling you. Especially Tyler. So he's me like, understand Chris, <laughs> but yeah. So, um, yeah, listen up because this is going to be very informative on things about what's happening in our market. Thanks for tuning in. Adios. Isn't it Cinco de Mayo? Welcome to the selling Fort Wayne podcast. Pod. I am your host. Tyler Morningstar here with my co-host and mother Carrie Morningstar. You always say the same thing. I know we're kind of boring. Two six zero four one zero eight two nine four. Yeah, not working. Yep. So we thought it'd be a good idea to get someone in here who's an expert in the financing world to talk about the rising interest rates, kind of options for people. And just general knowledge of what's going on and maybe some hindsight into what the future... Hindsight means behind. Excuse me. Excuse me. Foresight. Yeah, yeah. Foresight. Sorry. Maybe some foresight <laughs> into... It's a good thing you're here for me. Appreciate I know. It. 36 some foresight years of into, this. Into you know, what could potentially be down the road. So we have Chris Smith with Nations Lending. Chris, oh, you want to kind of maybe tell everyone a little bit about yourself, kind of your background, and then we can kind of talk about what's kind of going on. Yeah, sure. I've got some questions for you, Chris. All right. I love it. Gosh, you guys are great. Thanks for having me. So let's see. I've been a lender since 2006. I've been doing it for a minute. Um, before that, I graduated with a film degree and I was a television producer, believe it or not. So, but I've been in the finance world. I love the business. I'm passionate about it. And uh, 
getting people into homes and saving people money. That's my uh, that's my shtick. Well, hey, Chris, right off the bat, why don't you go ahead and give them information on how to get a hold of you in the beginning, and we'll do it at the end, so we make sure we really plug you in a lot of different places. I like that. I like yeah, that very there we much. go. There we go. <laughs> so, uh, you know, cell and text is obviously, you know, the communication of the age, 260-710-2862. Of course, I have a team email that goes to myself and my assistant. That is team, T-E-A-M, at chrissmithgroup.com. Awesome. Awesome. Chris, are you finding out that people are freaking out because of the interest rates? <laughs> Maybe just, just a little. Honestly, we're spoiled. When I got into the business, you said it. interest rates were 16%. And when we finally hit single digit, we were just dancing a jig. But now everybody thinks because we're in the fives, you know, oh my gosh, it's scary. And my buying power is less. And how am I going to be able to afford a home? And I think that's one of the reasons why Tyler and I thought you'd really be a good uh, guest today because I'm sure you have a bunch of different programs that you can um, share and maybe take that little bit of scare out of people. Of course, of course. The first thing that I could suggest to anyone listening is first breathe. Everything's going to be okay. And I don't mean that in a condescending way. This is just fine. I'm going to be 45 this year. My first interest rate was 7.5%. And that, just like you had said before, when you got into the single digits, 7.5% was an amazing rate. So someone just five years younger than me that's 40 years old, they well, don't know Well, we know, know he's good at math, you guys. So there he is. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> no, they don't know anything but the 5% interest rates or less. So we did. You said it before. We got spoiled. And buying power and all the effects of, of the rates of going up from three to 5%, I hear all of that. So the best thing that I can do to help people is to explain why we were, where we came from, why we were there and where we are now. You know, as you are all very aware of, and even people of a younger generation, they have, they've at least heard of it, but 2008 happens, right? Complete financial meltdown. Capitalism as itself was, was tested, not to be dramatic, but it was. And best country on earth, the government came in, no, no monetary system's perfect, but we fixed it. So how did they do that? One of the many things that they did on top of cash for clunkers for cars and things like that to stimulate the auto industry is they lowered interest rates, okay? Part of that was a mortgage purchase, mortgage bond purchase program. The reason being for that was if everybody can get their housing payment down and refinance their loan, then they would save money and that would help stimulate the economy. Now, I know this may seem a little, a little bit boring, but anybody that's listening to this, I want you to hang with me here for a little bit and you'll be the smartest person in the room when it comes to interest rates. So that's what it started, okay? What that was is the government actually shows up and buys mortgage-backed securities. So a lot of people think, oh, the interest rates from the Fed, every time you hear, oh, they're increasing interest rates, that that is a direct correlation to mortgage rates. It's not, okay? It's not at all. That is the rate at which the Federal Reserve lends money to the banks. The banks then get the money and turn around and they have to mark it up to make their money. So that's credit cards, home equities, things like that. That's not mortgage. Mortgage rates are from a mortgage bond, which is a security, and that's traded just like a stock, but in the bond market. So the long and short of it is when people buy bonds, that makes rates go low. So simple economics is on a good day in the market, when stocks are roaring, stocks are typically more risky than bonds. But when times are good, all that hedge fund money, people are putting money into stocks because you have high rewards, okay? 
typically interest rates are going to be higher because people aren't buying bonds. So in a time of 2008 or even perhaps now, when the stock market's going down and the market's being tested, people will flee to the bond market. Less money, but less risk, and they'll put it there to be safe. And when that happens, a bad day on the stock market, that's a good day for the bond market, which means rates go down. Now, through this bond purchase program, the one thing that also really made it work is inflation was in check. Okay, so the government can continue to buy that and keep rates low because inflation didn't seem to be a problem. As it ticked up, they backed off a little bit and it adjusted. Now, fast forward to COVID. Trying times, obviously, the government stepped in and offered multiple huge stimulus packages, huge amounts of money, unprecedented amounts of money. money. Uh, not being political, whether it was worth it or not, or it went to the right place, it's just it is what it is. But with massive spending comes inflation. Inflation is the arch nemesis of interest rates. So we all knew it was coming. So we have the end of 2021. Rates are upper twos, lower threes, times are good. Here rolls in 2022, okay? There was no denying reports start coming out. Inflation's a real thing. So now rates start trending up. It goes from three to three and a half percent. Typically, mortgage rates don't jump two points in a, in I a few months. I was going to say, I didn't <laughs> see any fours. Yeah, exactly. It went from three to five. Exactly. It's not like a stock, but what, you know, what happens is it was a domino effect. So rates started ticking up. We're at three and a half, upper threes. We're holding. Nobody liked it, okay? And then we have gas prices start going up, okay? Gas gets over $100 a barrel. Nobody really liked that. So you have inflation and it's costing more money to do this. So more more turbulence. Now we're in the fours, okay? We left for spring break. We come back uh, between that and Ukraine, pushed it up all the somewhere into the fives. So it was just this really, really volatile market. Now, and everything today is so emotional. Okay? Anything that happens, people buy and sell, so extreme. So I do think the bond market is oversold, but having said, obviously the upward trajectory is up. So that's where we came from. That's where we are. So what does this mean for you know the average home buyer? Again, it's easy for me to say this and you to say this, but 5% is still a historically low interest rate. Okay. Wasn't that low since since the 40s. And we talk about buying power and things like that. There are other alternatives. And as both of you know, Housing is one of the single best investments that you can do in your life. I mean, really, what's your other option? You're going to rent? Buy stock. Exactly. So, Buy a house. Right. So what happens I if, know you, a good if, realtor. if you rent for 30 Call years? <laughs> do you get any of your, your, your rent money back? So let's say an extreme worst case scenario. If your house didn't appreciate or you lost a little bit of money over 30 years when you went to sell your home, it was just the bad timing of when you sold and you lost a little bit of money on your house. You still had a house for 30 years. If you divided that out at minimum, that loss would still be a hell of a lot less than if you just paid rent every single month. Okay, mm -hmm. so I mean, in a worst case scenario, then you're just going to get a reduced housing payment over over the course of thirty years. So, I mean, buying a home is again the single best investment that anybody that anybody could make. So let me ask you this: you got rising interest rates, and like we talked about, buying power kind of kind of limits your buying power a little bit. What are some options outside of the traditional 30-year fixed interest rate that maybe in this particular market would be something for people to consider? That is a great question. I'm very impressed that you asked that question. So, oh, boy. <laughs> my head is getting bigger right now. Yes, Nobody yes. can see it, but it's oh, very large. So it's true. You know, Over a month ago, I was telling some of my loan officers that 
hey, we need to start looking back at an adjustable rate product and at least offering that as an option to clients. So ARM, so ARM's got a terrible, bad name uh, over the last 10 years because back in the subprime years that was used in some cases irresponsibly and recklessly and dishonest where people thought they were having a fixed rate and it was an adjustable rate or they weren't paying attention. Now regulation cleaned up that whole part of the business. But having said that, looking at an adjustable rate mortgage could close the gap in this in, in this interest increase. So instead of a five, maybe you can get something into the fours. Well, let's before you go down that road, for people who maybe aren't very versed, can you explain what an arm just is in well, general? And, and the other thing too, I want you to explain this too. I don't know if you have this program or this, um, if, you ha- if you offer this, but I know back when the interest rates were higher and the way things are, especially with first-time home buyers, they say people are in between uh, you know three to five years, if that, or people who are transferees or something. What about an interest-only loan? Because the first few years, you're just paying all interest anyways. And typically, what I had found in the past, you could find a five, 10-year arm, but mm-hmm. it was like interest-only. I mean, I'm trying to get the best of both worlds here, Chris. So no, no, bear, no. I bear love with it. I love me. It. Bear with me. But I mean, I think with all the different programs, as you're going to explain a arm or, and I don't know if you have a program for an interest only, but I th- think there are different ways that people can purchase homes and still have some buying power. Mm-hmm. The other thing too is, and I'm, I know I'm throwing an, another thing out at you, but typically what I tell someone when they're going, well, hey, what will my monthly payment be? Mm-hmm. And I'm just trying to put something together real quickly because at the at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what the interest rate is. It's what you can pay monthly for a payment. Amen. So I think instead of everybody getting hung up on, oh, the interest rate is 5.7, let's see how much a monthly payment's going to be instead of worrying about what the rate's going to be. With the rate still being typically low, I mean, I feel like they're low. We've just been spoiled. The bottom line is the monthly payment. Mm -hmm. So to get to that, and I'm sorry that I'm kind of going the long way around that. No, I love it. I tell people, okay, for every thousand you borrow, it's like $6.50 or $6.75 a thousand, and that would include your taxes and insurance. So whatever you might, you know, whatever your buying power is times $6 and let's say 50 cents, that's basically what your payment's going to be. And uh, that's a really easy way. Mm-hmm. And it, and the other thing to it, it doesn't seem so scary when you say $6.50 a thousand. Now, okay, now I'm going to throw it to you because you're the uh, professional on this. So of all the things I just throw, threw out at you, go. <laughs> <laughs> so I love it. Perspective, just like you're saying that this is it, everything in this, it, when it comes to money, people get emotional. It's an emotion. I do, everybody. It's emotional reaction. So, you know, when it comes to for on an adjustable rate mortgage, what what is an adjustable rate mortgage? So what that means is instead of a 30-year fixed or 15 or 10 or whatever, a, a, a rate that is fixed throughout the term of the loan, this rate will eventually adjust. Now, traditionally, this rate, the whole point of it is, it is going to be lower than the current market fixed rate. Okay, so let's say, for example, the current rate is 5.5% for a 30-year fixed. If you could pick up four and a quarter or four and a half, okay, on an adjustable rate, great. You just you just close the gap in the increase in rates. Now, where can you get hurt by this and when's it a good deal? Because used appropriately, an adjustable rate mortgage, it's a financial 
tool. It's a powerful financial tool. And you touched on that. You said first-time homebuyers every typically are going to be in a house every three to five years. The average American moves every five to seven years. And you know as well as I do, your first-time homebuyer, the newlyweds, say they're close to downtown so they can walk down to you know the nightlife and all that other stuff. Um, when I meet with them, the first thing I'll ask is lifestyle. You know, what, what do you want your payment to be? Do you plan on having a family? And if it's, yes, of course, yeah. If we want uh, you know, two, three kids, that's the plan. Well, you and I both know that that 850 square foot home or whichever, that's not gonna be where they're gonna be three to five years from now. So for them to pick up an adjustable rate, say whether it's a three, five, a seven year or a 10 year, they have all those different flavors, adjustable rate mortgage, that could be a huge asset for them because the key on the adjustable rate, for example, let's say a five year adjust or adjustable rate mortgage, it is fixed for that initial five year. It will adjust after that. So there's many people in a situation, if you picked up a 10 year or a seven year arm, you're gonna be ahead of the curve where most people are gonna be out of the house by that. Are you truly, how many people are in a house for 30 years? Now, there's different margins in which you can adjust after that and you gotta be prepared for that. But for example, I just got somebody on, it's called a seven one arm, okay? It was, I believe it was four and a quarter, fixed for seven years. After that seventh year, it can adjust by only one point per year. Okay, so it's a seven one arm. It has a lifetime cap of 5%, okay? So that means if Is one point a percent? Yes. Okay, yes, I just- I, No, I'm glad right. that you, you brought that up. So to simplify it at, if the initial rate's four and a quarter, it's got a lifetime cap of five, that would be 9.25 is the max that ever that rate could ever go. All right, if but you, it, it can only adjust in a one year increment. So after seven years, if it's four and a quarter, that eighth year, it's capped out to 1% a year. So the worst it can get by year eight is 5.25. Year nine, 6.25. So then it's not so scary. It's not gonna just hit you out of nowhere and adjust. Plus it doesn't always points. it doesn't always just adjust every year by 1% because doesn't it follow the prime? It it does. Each each adjustable rate goes by a different by a different uh, margin. Some are LIBOR, it could be prime, Wall Street Jones index. So it can differ, but yeah, let's say for example, at the end of that seventh year, it goes to adjust and it doesn't need to adjust. Rates are 4%. Well, then it's not gonna go to five and a quarter. It's just a worst case scenario. And if so, that's the case and you're at four or something, you can refi with Chris. Exactly. You know, and, and what a lot of people where we are right now, I touched on this earlier, we went so far so quick from three to five and a half or whichever, two and a half percent in a matter of months in a season, okay? What is likely to happen, no lender can promise this, but what I can tell you historically, just if you were to look at a stock chart, okay? A lot of people, when they look at stocks, you're gonna look at a 52-week chart. You're gonna see the 52-week high and low. At any point, if you see a correction, you will see on that chart, a stock be up and then you'll see the line drop and crash to the ground. There is always at some point a bottom. So the best analogy that I can give people right now and where we're at in the market and what all the bond analysts are saying right now is imagine if you had a racquetball in your hand and you extended your arm, okay, and you let go of it, that's gonna hit the floor. You're not, you're not gonna take it and slam it on, onto the ground and throw it hard. You're just gonna let go of it. It's gonna bounce. It's not gonna bounce back up in your hand but it, there is gonna be a bounce. Maybe it bounces back up to your knee. So think about that with a bond market right now. It's crashed, at some point it's gonna bounce and there's gonna be a lift. The question is, where is that lift? Okay, when are we gonna get that? So when rates go from three to five and a half percent, 
okay? It's just falling. We haven't, it hasn't bottomed out yet. Now, the good news is because it's such an extreme, when we get that bounce, if it only bounces back up to my knee, well, that's likely rates going down to four and a quarter, four and a half, okay? Just with a little bit of bounce because it covered so much ground so quickly, all right? So no lender can promise this, but the people that have locked and closed in the last couple of months or are getting 5% rates, the odds of them being in a refinance position in the next 60 months are incredibly high. So if you're at five and a half percent and we catch that balance, even if it's three or four months later, and you can get to four and a, co- four and a quarter or four and a half, that's, that's just a no-brainer refinance. So what I'm telling people now is you can get different strategies. Some people are just panicked and they wanna get in while they can and they're purchasing points, which we can get into to buy down their rate to get that, that, that the lowest rate possible right now. A lot of people can make the argument and say, look, don't vest too much into this because just like I said, the odds are, it's, the, the odds are in favor of you not being in this, not home, but in this mortgage in the next 16 months, you will refinance. So don't go heavy into this. Take the rate and look at different strategies because it's very likely you're gonna, you're gonna be in a refinance position. But when it comes to, you also brought up buying power, which is really important. The first question, it took me years to figure this out when I got to the business, you know, when we when we get in, nobody teaches us. It's you go to pre-approve somebody, and it's okay. Here's the thirty-year rate, the fifteen, the twenty. Which flavor do you want? Like you're handing out ice cream. The most important question your lender should be asking you is, what are you paying right now as far as monthly payment? Are you renting? Okay, you, what is that? A thousand a month? Is that comfortable? Are you still able to go out to eat, live your lifestyle? Is it tight? So you need to assess where they're comfortable. You might be able to qualify them for 2,000 a month, but what do they wanna spend? So you you determine that. What's their out of pocket? Not just down payment, everybody says down payment, but obviously there's closing costs and other fees involved. How much do they have? Do they wanna be out of pocket? And with those two things, then I can determine their ideal situation of where they wanna be. Now, it might not be enough to get them the house that they want, but I I know with their out of pocket and their payment, what um, what that would entail. So that's never changed. So the pre-approved borrower from last fall till now, let's say the payment went up and it went up $150 a month, okay? That's not fun. There are a lot of people that are in a situation right now to where I would advise or can be in a situation where I'd say, you know what, how how are we gonna solve this? You're gonna put less money down. And think, well, that, that makes no sense. If I put more money down, the, pay, the, the loan amount's gonna be less and the payment will go down a little bit. But even at 5% interest rates, like you said, it's low. You put an extra 10,000 bucks down, your payment doesn't go down very much. Okay, you don't get that buying power. So now we're gonna start looking at what other debt do you have? Okay, even if it is you know, a high interest credit card or, or another installment loan or auto loan, or even if it's a 0%, we are going to attack payment as best we can. So if somebody's in a position where they could put less down and start paying off monthly debt, and you can still accomplish and keep that mortgage payment the same as if it would have been when the rates were low, you're accomplishing the same thing. Now, people would say, well, Chris, you know, that's not right because over 30 years, they're going to pay more in interest. Okay, yes, yes, yes. Okay, one, you, we've determined they're probably not going to be in the house 30 years. But it's what do you do with that money? And this mm-hmm. is why I love working with financial advisors. If you can save somebody out of pocket, say 400 a month by paying off debt, okay, or whatever they have $400 a month positive cash flow. Let's say you said, okay, keep 200 of that in your pocket. 
you know what? I noticed on your pay stubs that you're not contributing to your 401k. I've seen that. Are you behind? You're 30, you know, have you started? Probably should start. Hey, you're 40, you know what? You're behind on that, yeah, I'm behind. Take that other 200 and start putting that into your 401k. Teach them about the art of money compounding. That's where you change lives. And that's where you're not getting into the weeds on this, you know, 3%, 4%, 5%, because it's completely irrelevant. So the whole point of all this is just like you said, there's so much fear, there's so much hype around it, there's so much media, you can't, you can't pick up your, your, your phone anywhere without seeing something about inflation or interest rates. Everyone just needs to breathe. And there are so many different ways in financial vehicles where you can make this work from the adjustable rates, like you said, Tyler, to paying off debt, maybe less money down. And then we're all stressing ourselves out and it is very, very likely, can't promise that in the next 16 months, there's gonna be an opportunity where people will save a half a point to 1% in interest rate and be in a refinance situation. Well, I think the other thing that's important too is to work with a loan officer like yourself, who, who you trust, who you think is ethical, who's going to try to try to work on your behalf. There's somebody you just get along with. I think that goes a long way too. Oh, I, you know, I appreciate that. And I couldn't agree more. I mean, it's it's one of... We weren't saying you, Chris. No, I'm <laughs> just what, kidding. Or anybody. You definitely <laughs> always work with someone you trust, but it's buying a home is typically the average person's largest financial transaction. And you can tell if you got somebody good that's really working with you, if they are encouraging other people, encouraging you to incorporate the other important people in your life. So for an example, I always advocate, do you have a financial advisor? If they are, hey, let's, we need to get them into the loop. Okay, there's lots of different financial strategies. I mean, just what I talked about, debt and everything. Let, let's get them into the loop because they might have a suggestion or there's, we can get them in and get the plan. Always, um, even if it's a refinance, sometimes I'll pull in their real estate agent to talk about the equity position in someone there. So you know you got somebody that's really working in your favor where they're willing to take the extra time to pull those parties in. I think, I think a lot is said about that because just like I think for Tyler and myself, we pride ourselves in making sure I, I will say, hey, let's not use both incomes, you know, making sure that you can still have McDonald's and yes. go to a movie, you know, that type of stuff, because you don't do well when you're married to a house. You know, it, it just doesn't work out. I've seen more trouble with that. And I think that's why I think we enjoy working with you too, Chris, because I think we're all looking for the good of the person. It's just not making a sale or getting a, a loan. You're right. This is the largest uh, purchase anybody's going to make and it can make or break you. So um, I think what, what I'm hearing today is I think with all the programs that you have, you really, if anybody's listening, if anybody's listening, um, all of our six, six. Uh, Go talk to Chris, you six. <laughs> yeah. But um, this is a time I think that you really need to talk to Chris Smith and find out exactly where you might fit into this because I think you'd be surprised what you can and cannot do. Don't be scared about the interest rates or the other thing is, you know, there's not enough homes and I'm going to be paying too much. I just think that when you sit down with someone, as Chris said, that you can trust and find out, you know, where you exactly stand and what program. Mm -hmm. So, hey, please give Chris a call. I think you'd be surprised what you can do. Chris, you want to give your information one more time? Absolutely. Yeah. So my uh, my direct line is 260-710-2862. I also have a team line. That number is 260-201-1266. And the email is team at chrissmithgroup.com. Can you say your company one more time too? So they... It, Nations Lending. Yeah. 
And where are you located? Nations Lending's corporate uh, corporate office is in Cleveland. So okay, but I'm, where where are you? Do you have a oh, physical? Oh my, my yeah. I brought I brought uh, Nations Lending into Fort Wayne um, a little over a year ago. My office is on Lima Road, ninety six fourteen Lima Road, just north of Lancia Homes, just north, just north of Till Road. And you're also offering some sort of special closing cost if they build with Lancia, aren't you? I am. I have two really, really exciting incentives that I rolled out. So you build a home uh, with Lancia on a Lancia lot where they where they hold the uh, the financing and you get $2,000 off your closing cost with us. So that's awesome. That's a Lancia incentive. That's where we wanted to direct our money. Also, I just rolled out, um, it's called Who's Your Heroes? So fire, police, veterans, teachers, medical, $500 off closing costs. Nice. And Good way to you- honor them. And if you need to talk to some about Lancia Homes, you can call Tyler. Go ahead and give him your number now. 260-433-5385. Tyler's the Lancia guru at this particular point. Uh, thanks for coming, Chris. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks thank for you. having me. Good stuff. And uh, Chris came dressed really professional, and Tyler and I just got off the fields. <laughs> Summer times here. So, but hey, if you have any questions, again, call Chris. If you have some suggestions for Selling Fort Wayne podcasts that you'd like to hear us talk about different topics, please uh, get a hold of us at. Oh, yeah. Our email is sellingfwpodcast at gmail.com. Or you're welcome to call Tyler or myself. My number is. Let's you do it. 260 410 8294. I just have my number. So we're good. Chris, thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah.